We are joined by political analyst and former federal NDP leader Thomas Mulcair to talk about a couple of political stories today. It's nice to have you, Thomas Mulcair. It's a double good to be with you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I wanted to start with uh, something, uh, Mary Ang, and actually we can play yes. the audio of her apology. Sure. Uh, but this Perfect. is a cabinet minister whose office. There's no indication she actually necessarily had a hand in it, but I can't imagine she didn't know. Her office hired a very good friend of hers to do work on behalf of the federal government. And that is a clear ethics violation, and it was found so yesterday, so she apologized in the House. I have taken, and I am taking full responsibility for my actions. I should have recused myself, and I'm sincerely sorry for not having done so. So, Thomas Mulcair, here's where I take kind of a hard line on Mary Ng. The offense seems fairly minor. I mean, it amounts to about $20,000. But the fact that it didn't occur to her at the time suggests to me that she's a pretty lousy manager. One. And two, whatever happens in the notion of ministerial responsibility, she is responsible. She is the minister. She's very close to Trudeau. And Trudeau himself has been banged out, as we know a couple of times, for having broken the law. Because it's an interesting war of words around something like this. You know, oh, I ran afoul of the ethics rules. No, this is the law. Okay, this is something that's adopted by Parliament. And it goes into force. And it's so important that you name an independent commissioner to look at these things. And no, you're not allowed to give contracts to your friends. And your office is not allowed because they represent you to give contracts to your friends. So I, I, I take the same approach as you. In any times past, this sort of event would have led to a resignation, not an apology. Uh, but of course, it was quite clear that she has no intention of stepping down. So it becomes more or less a political question. It becomes a question for Canadians to appreciate at the ballot box next time around. Do I want to keep going with people who think that the law is eh, maybe optional? Are you surprised? Because uh, certainly I continue to be so. It used to be, you're right, a cabinet minister would do something wrong, they'd be cashiered out. And in the yes. Mulroney years, it's not that they were all ethically challenged. It's just that as soon as something went sour, they were out. And yet yeah. somehow we've now arrived at this thing where if you just keep your head down for a month, it goes away. Yes, I mean, the, the, the classic example, I mean, out of the, just, not just the ethical field, but I remember I was there on the floor when Mr. Trudeau elbowed uh, Ruth Ellen Brasseau in the breast. And she, she, she was left uh, there in, in quite a state. And Trudeau actually grabbed the, the whip of the Conservative Party by the scruff of the neck, dragged them back across the floor, and the next day apologized. It was just, oh, just so disappointed in myself. And it became almost, well, she must have elbowed him with, with her breast. I, it, it became a thing where it was almost Ruth Ellen Brosseau's fault and, and not Trudeau's. So, yeah, I mean, it depends on the politician as well, because Mulroney was never going to be given a chance because he had a very strong opposition facing him. Think Sheila Copps, John Nunziata and the like. And they, they were just fearsome in going after them. We'll see whether or not uh, Poiliev's troops are able to do anything with this, but the public appreciation of Poiliev and his troops and their ability to get into a state of high dudgeon versus Trudeau and his teams, or uh, they seem to think that they can get away with just about anything, and they do. And they often, I've often seen our colleagues almost write their excuses for them. 
And uh, that's that's the state of play right now in Canadian politics. This sense of entitlement, the sense that the Liberals, you know, are, are okay when when they do stuff like this. If this had been, if the shoe had been on the other foot, John, I would dare say, if this had been a cabinet minister in Harper's government, we would have never heard the end of it. Uh, you have written a column in which you now subscribe to the theory that there is going to be a federal election. Okay, convince me, because I still don't think, I think Justin Trudeau looks at uh, the dashboard right now and thinks, just get me to a finish line in three years. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it. But uh, here's the math to begin with. Let's start with that. The average length of a minority government in Canadian history, uh, going back many, many years, is about 20 months. So Trudeau's now well into the second year. Uh, of his second minority government. So that history and that timeline plays out in in favor of an election during 2023. Um, The other thing that's happening as well is if you just take a snapshot of December. Normally at this time of year, John, political parties have have downed their tools. They've stopped trying to bark at voters. They've stopped trying to push stuff. We've seen everybody on the front line talking about health care, Duclos out there, Dominic LeBlanc stirring the pot even more, playing good cop, bad cop, Trudeau trying to rise above it, poking the bear with regard to immigration in Quebec, trying to himself stir the pot, positioning himself. It has been a very active month of December, and it was capped a couple of days ago with Singh saying, I might walk away from my deal with Trudeau. He thinks he can provoke an election by that, but I can guarantee you that the Bloc Québécois would quickly move into the breach and and back up Trudeau. So it's going to be Trudeau who will decide when he has an election. He knows the math about these things better than anyone. He's already got the dental plan. He can put the pharmacare plan in the window saying, you can trust me, I did the other one. Watch me do this one as well. I don't need the NDP. I need a strong mandate because these horrible conservatives under Pierre Poitiev will destroy everything dear to us. And that's going to be the pitch. That's you know the elevator pitch, the 30-second version of what he's going to do. And I'm convinced he's going to do it in 2023. Do you have any month in mind or... I'd, I'd say the fall, it's going to take yeah. a, a good spring session for them all to to spar and to, to line themselves up. And then he, he gets to pull the plug. I had been one of the people who also believed that Trudeau was thinking uh, uh, of walking away. And this, by the way, becomes another reason for Trudeau to go now. There is a biological clock for politicians. Trudeau's in his eighth year as prime minister. Look at the history of it. It's already very darn long uh, as a mandate. And if he's going to be going for another four years and seeking a majority mandate, he can, he better go sooner rather than later because people are going to start drumming their fingers on the table and saying, it's time for you to go. Speaking of that, I mean, Christia Freeland must be uh, fit to be tied right now because she thought she had a deal to eventually replace Trudeau. There were other yeah. very strong ministers in Trudeau's cabinet. But I mean, no question that Chrystia Freeland had the inside track. The Liberals, by the way, of the five parties in Parliament, the Liberals are the only one who, who have never had a woman leader. And so Mr. Trudeau loves to describe himself as a feminist. That would have been a great part of his legacy. But it looks like Justin's going to take care of Justin for a while. And I think he's probably going to stick around. If he does, then the election will probably be in 2023. Yeah. Well, it could be a replay of Kretschev versus Martin. I guess we'll see. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think that she's quite as aggressive as Martin in terms of knives in the back. But she's very, very ambitious. There's no question about that. Thank you, Thomas Mulcair. Merry Christmas All the best, John Moore. All the best to you and your family. Take care. Thank you, Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the federal NDP.